0: Welcome, foolish mortals, to Let's Be Real's Spooky Season with your ghoulish host, Trevor George. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real's Spooky Season. I am so happy because my friend Amanda is joining me again, so welcome back, Amanda.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, I love
0: you. I love you. I've already introduced you on this show and on my last show, so I don't need to reintroduce her to people, but if you need to know, let's just say Amanda and I have been friends forever, since the dawn of time, and... um. Yeah, we've had a lot of Halloween memories together, and her mom used to throw big Halloween parties when we were kids. So usually what I do is ask people, do you have a favorite Halloween memory together or just on your own? Do you have a favorite Halloween memory? Do you have any plans coming up this holiday season? Halloween season, I mean. Um, So Amanda, do you have a favorite Halloween memory you'd like to share?
1: Oh, well, like you said, it's all the Halloween parties my mom used to throw. I used to love going to the haunted house thrown by another local Catholic <laughs> school, which was a little interesting that they were the ones uh, throwing a huge haunted house, but that was always a good time. Uh, I don't think I have any major plans yet this year. We're thinking about maybe throwing something out at the bog that his brother recently, my husband's brother just bought, but we're not quite sure if we're going to be able to swing that yet this year.
0: I was so scared of St. Pat's, St. Teresa's haunted house as a kid.
1: It was very scary. It was held in that (laughs) old haunted building or supposedly haunted building. And it was huge and you never knew where it was going to end. And then they added like that little outside part too.
0: But yeah, so that haunted house is mm-hmm. scary. And you know what was funny is too is our own school did a haunted house just for its students in 5th grade. And this is actually one of my favorite mm-hmm. Halloween memories is with you. Oh yeah. Remember we did the haunted house together? So we each group in 5th grade. We were like separated into what like six groups, five groups maybe. It was like a team of four or five of us and we each had to create a haunted house like a actual like dollhouse haunted house. And we put it together and we won. Remember that? Our team won. The- we did
1: win. I don't remember anyone else who was on our team, but I know you were on my team, but I can't remember a single name of anyone else who was on it. I wonder if my mom has pictures of that, if she could provide that for you.
0: I think she has pictures, because I remember when we were at your house putting it together, she was like our paparazzi.
1: I bet she does. I'll have to ask her.
0: But I just remember when we got paired together in a group, I was like, yes, I got Amanda. We're (laughs) going to win.
1: Well, yeah, we were the two spookiest kids in class. We had to win.
0: (laughs) We had to. This was our holiday. And your mom's the queen of Halloween. That's true. Uh, Amanda and I love Halloween. We have like probably a million stories together that we probably just can't even remember at this point. Because we've known each other for so oh, yeah. long. Um, but I would say last year was fun. I came to your Halloween party at your new house.
1: Last year um, was fun.
0: With Elizabeth.
1: You guys were there. We we forgot to take pictures in our junkyard diva sweatshirts though.
0: We did. <laughs> um, I Liz and I, Liz and I almost had our own... Uh, horror movie scenario happen after your party because we almost ran out of gas in the middle of a cornfield <laughs> or surrounded oh, by cornfields
1: oh yeah the nearest gas station is nowhere near where you guys would have been driving to get to the highway so you had no, quite the ways so, to go
0: right so like we tried to stop at the nearest gas station and they were closed so we're like okay let's keep driving and then the next gas station was closed we're like oh shit let's try to keep going and then the next gas station was also closed it looked it took us probably like 20 minutes to find a gas station from your house. So I was like, shit, me and Elizabeth out. are going to get stuck it- <laughs> in the middle of cornfields and get killed by the Jeepers Creepers or whatever.
1: Well, the good news is, is Drew and his family are really good at tracking people. So I'm sure they would have found you eventually.
0: Tracking people? Do they know where I am right now?
1: Probably. <laughs> they could find you. They'd be like, ah, oh, there's his purple Halloween lights. We've got him.
0: <laughs> there's that fudge packer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amanda... So, I'm glad you're on, because I wanted to talk a spooky movie with you, or a spooky show. And one of the movies I saw recently that I thought you might enjoy, too, was Barbarian, which just came out about a month ago. Well, we'll get into it if I liked it or not. But I would say this was a really, really, like, standout horror movie. Actually, just standout movie in general for me this year. And I thought, like, you and I were talking, I was like, I think Amanda might dig this. And if you didn't, that's totally okay. <laughs> but, uh... I was like, I think she should check this out. So going into this movie, did you have any expectations at all before seeing Barbarian?
1: So I had not heard of this film until you told me to watch the trailer. And based on the name alone, I'm not even sure I would have clicked on the trailer just because Barbarian to me does not scream horror movie for some reason. Uh, Then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. This seems like something I would enjoy. I'm glad Trevor pointed it out to me because, like I said, I probably wouldn't have gone out of my way to see it if you hadn't said something. And then I'm sitting there watching it thinking, I mean, it seems pretty obvious how this is going to turn out. I wonder where this twist is going to lie because there's no way that Trevor told me to watch this just because this girl walked into this house and gets kidnapped mm-hmm. by a man, which is the plot of so many movies. But yeah, <laughs> I was actually, I thought it was really good.
0: I would agree to like my expectations going into the movie, going into the movie. I um, I don't think I saw a trailer before I saw it, or if I did, it didn't stick out in my brain, but I had like no expectations. Like when I first heard the movie barbarian, I thought it was going to be like a period piece movie, not a horror movie. Uh, but then when I heard like buzz about it and people were talking about it a lot, I was like, I'm going to go check this out. And uh, I think that was the beauty of this movie. And I think that's the way to approach this movie is to go in with no expectations I would actually recommend not even watching a trailer, to be honest. I would just say watch it, you know, just go see the movie. Um, And the next question I had, too, is about the trailer. Do you feel like the trailer was very misleading? Did you feel like the trailer was setting up a movie that turned out to be something completely different?
1: I feel like the trailer was a little misleading. But if you watch the trailer after you've seen the movie, you can kind of see how they were telling you what was going to happen just not specifically. So I think it's actually a very well done trailer because a lot of trailers today basically tell you the entire plot of the movie and then don't leave anything to surprise anymore.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree too. Um, I saw the trailer app rewatched the trailer after I saw the movie and uh, this team that put this film together was really smart. Like the way they did promotions, the way they set up the story, they give you like little snippets, but not too much. And like you said too, it's like movies today, They literally put the whole movie in the trailer, and I'm just tired of that. Like, most of the time now, I don't even watch trailers before movies. I just go see the movie, so I don't get anything ruined. Um, But that's the beauty of this movie, too, is, like, if you want to see the trailer before seeing the movie, you won't get anything spoiled. Like, nothing is spoiled from the movie that I can remember. So, question for you, because what would you do if you were Tess... Going to your Airbnb and fucking Pennywise was there. (laughs) Not really Pennywise, but the actor playing Pennywise is there. What would you do in that scenario? That scenario is crazy. What would you do?
1: That's insane. I would never, ever stay in a house with a strange man. I'm telling you that right now. Strange man, strange woman, it doesn't matter who it is. If I knocked on the door of my Airbnb and there was somebody already in there, I'm sorry, cool, this is your house now. I'm leaving. Right. Like There's no scenario in which I would get lured to stay there, especially because she had her car. You drive that car to an empty parking lot and sleep in it.
0: You're better off there. Exactly. And fun fact for her, she knew this. You can legally sleep in a Walmart parking lot. Just saying. Exactly. You know how I know that? Because I had to when I drove to Austin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what were you saying, though?
1: I, I, I was just reiterating. There's no way I would be like, yeah, this is okay. I trust this especially because I I mean going into it we thought that he was the big bad of the film and he was awkward enough to be like oh yeah this man has no social skills and probably murders women so (laughs) I'm gonna go that's great goodbye I don't even trust like people that I know do you know what I mean there's like a lot of people I just inherently wouldn't stay the night with even though i've met them several times
0: so yeah i feel the same way like i have trust issues to begin with like i don't trust anybody either um and two like why would you stay like if there's an airbnb mess up like get your call airbnb try to get your money back and go stay at fucking look at for the nearest hotel you know i thought that like beginning i was like why am i watching like this seems really stupid um but then as the story played on i was like okay this is a really smartly written movie but um yeah, Tess, Tess was wrong for that. She shouldn't have stayed there.
1: I agree. She should have walked away. Honestly, I think the biggest takeaway from this film is as a single person walking into any situation, you got to look out for yourself.
0: Don't I'm help absolutely. other people in these scenarios. Especially as a woman, too, you know. Let's talk about the main character. So let's talk about Tess as a character. Did you feel like... She was relatable. Did you like her as the protagonist? Uh, What were your thoughts on Tess?
1: I like Tess. I mean, I don't think that we really fleshed her out too much because we were mostly focusing on what her storyline was in the movie, not what happened to her before or after, but I enjoyed it. I thought she became more independent and stronger as the film went on.
0: Tess was my favorite character in the movie because I connected with her right away. Uh, I thought she was relatable. Mm -hmm. And like you said, too, as the story went on, she became more and more of a badass. She was definitely like Scream Queen-ish level, but more she was like smartly written for Scream Queen, if that makes Agreed. sense. Like she uh, she has that those elements. And I think she's supposed to be like as the movie's setting up, this movie actually kind of reminds me of Cabin in the Woods that came out years ago because it starts out like generic horror movie. And then it like mind fucks you halfway through. So I think that's, like, with Tessa's character, I think going into the movie, she was supposed to be, like, that stereotypical scream queen. Like, ooh, is she going to die? Is she going to live? And then she becomes more and more of a standout, stand-up character and surpasses that stereotypical scream queen persona, I guess. Um, <clears throat> but I liked her a lot. And I like seeing her as a woman of color leading this film, too, because we don't get to see that much in a horror movie.
1: I like that, too.
0: yeah uh what did you think of bill skarsgård in the movie
1: i mean he did his job well he really led us to believe that he was the killer i didn't i honestly i think that he portrayed a straight white male very very well and i'm not saying that to degrade straight white males but what i'm saying is is they are very awkward. I'm pretty sure that if a woman had to stay the night with my husband, he is not a serial killer, but he is very awkward as a human being. And someone might get those vibes from him. <laughs> so he played that off very nicely. Um, especially the whole, like, uh, what, uh, I don't remember what the word for it is, what the word I'm searching for is, but that not ego, but kind of like, he doesn't believe her, so he's going to go do his own thing in the basement. I'm like, dude, if somebody is that freaked out, something clearly happened, you need to, like, leave the situation or let her leave the situation. Don't be like, I don't believe you. Oh, there, there's a camera. There's a, there's a bed in the basement. Okay, it's an old house. That's still weird. It doesn't matter if it's an old house. Ray... I was, I walked into a house I was considering buying once, and there was a chair in the basement with this like boarded up door behind it and a light shining down on the chair. And there was a chain (laughs) next to the chair. And I was like, nope, can't buy this house. A murder happened here. So I just think that. Oh, I never told you that. Uh,
0: You might have, but where was this?
1: This was outside of the college town I lived in. So, like Mm -hmm. between Champaign and Urbana. Uh, When I was searching for a house with my ex fiance, we went there. And the upstairs wasn't really great. There were some areas that had some issues, but there was a lot of land around it. So it was kind of worth it as a fix it upper until we walked into the basement and you go out to the far wall. There is a door. The door is all boarded up and there's like light coming in the cracks of the door. In front of the door, there's a chair. And next to the chair, there's a chain hooked to the wall. And I was like, absolutely not. We have to leave right now. And that's when I was done. We just left. Mm -hmm. Uh... I will drive you past the house sometime, though, because it's real creepy looking over there.
0: Have you ever looked up, like, the history of it?
1: No, I can't remember the address. I, I guess I could look at the address next time I'm over there. But, yeah, it's it was shady.
0: That's scary. <clears throat> Fuck that. I'm glad you didn't. You have, Amanda, you might have lived your own barbarian story if you moved into that house. I know. You might have had a big, boobied, gross mother lady living in your basement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not even the only house that I went to visit that time that I was like oh something bad has happened here or something haunted has happened here so I got lucky with the house that we did end up buying I don't think that house ended up being haunted I know so I like good.
0: your house I got to see it last year it's cute thank you I would say mm-hmm. Bill Skarsgård anything he does he's low key really sexy but uh, when oh, he smiles yeah. there, when he smiled in this movie I saw Pennywise and I was like girl, get out of there, run test, like, I was like, oh my god, like, he will always just be creepy to me, like, he always has, like, he's sexy, like, you want to fuck him, but you're also, like, scared, like, during sex, he might, like, slice your head off, which is also, like, really thrilling for me, but, um, (laughs) I, like, Mm -hmm. I think Bill Skarsgård, like, he plays that, like, creep so well, like, Um, and I thought, and he, he He is the perfect actor to be the misleading character in this movie. Like he is, he does, did that part justice. Like we thought he was going to kill Tess this entire time. We thought he was going to set her up to be who knows what chained to that bed in the basement and like do terrible things to her. But it turns out he was a victim too, which was really fucking crazy. I was like, how, like, I I don't know. Bill Skarsgård, I love him. He, I think he's kind of an underrated actor um i'd like to see him do maybe more like oscar worthy films at some point because i think he can handle it i think he's a great actor like what he did with pennywise is hard work i'm sure like playing that iconic character and doing it well after somebody else already played that role iconically like he's he's great to me um i just kind of would like to see him move away from like horror tropes more uh overall i like i like him a lot as an actor
1: Well, I I agree. I think Bill Skarsgård is very sexy. It's actually a discussion Drew and I have had several times where he argues that his brother is more attractive. And that's just not true. Bill Skarsgård is the more attractive of the brothers.
0: Oh, I thought you meant Drew says Drew's brother is more attractive. No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. My husband is the hot one in that family. Uh, But well, to be fair, he's a very attractive man.
0: To be fair, Alex Skarsgård is really sexy too because he was on True Blood. He is sexy, but I think I would go with Bill.
1: I agree because that's the right yeah. choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't say no to either one.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I'm not yeah. saying I would. I'm just <laughs> saying that if we have to pick one or the other, I'm picking him.
0: So let's talk about Justin Long as AJ. <clears throat> So, Justin Long's character is a piece of fucking shit.
1: Oh, yeah. I have not seen, I feel like I haven't seen Justin Long in a film in a really long time. So, when all of a sudden the scene totally switches and it's Justin Long, I was like, did something happen? Did we switch films on accident? Like, what happened? (laughs) Did something screw up? Because it was so dark and then it was so light and he's just driving down the highway. But, yeah, he was garbage. He was a truly terrible human being.
0: Well, yeah, I felt the same way. I was like, wait, why is Justin Long here? I felt I felt like I was watching the movie Dodgeballer Accepted again. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah, and it was weird to see Justin Long in such a douchey role because usually he plays, like, the squeaky clean, like, protagonist, like, good boy in every movie he does. So it was cool to see him play like this, just, like, repulsive, toxic male character, white male character. Yeah. Um, I obviously it's like you don't like him as a character and you didn't no one rooted for him through this movie, maybe for like a slight second, but then you realize he actually did rape the woman. But overall, I think Justin Long did a good job playing such a terrible character. Um, Even in the end when he throws Tess off the silo um, or whatever they were on, he he's that type of character. He only looks out for himself. And to be honest, like looking at the story as a whole, I feel like he really is the antagonist of the story in a lot of ways, more than the mother. And we'll go into the mother right now. Oh, go, oh, ahead, go ahead.
1: I would agree okay. with that because the mother doesn't know she's doing anything uh-huh. wrong. He knows what he's doing. He's protecting himself, especially when he blatantly threw this girl off the top and then was apologizing. Like, I'm sorry, like I had to. You knew I had to, like gaslighting her immediately.
0: Oh, absolutely. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this is a perfect segue to go into the mother. So like you said, the mother didn't know what she was doing wrong. Like she, she was a victim herself. So what did you think of mother in this story?
1: She was scary. I was startled when she came running out and killed Bill Skarsgård character because I just didn't expect Mm -hmm. it. And it was brutal, but she was creepy. I was a little bit confused because as they were The one character explained who she was and how, like, you know, he was like sleeping with his kids and making more kids, and that's how she became a monster. I just feel like that there's, he shouldn't have been able to make that many generations to make her such a monstrosity in that many years. I couldn't figure out that math. Maybe the math doesn't math on this movie. I'm not really sure.
0: Yeah, I think that was the part I was confused on, too. I was like, wait, how exactly is she the way she is again? Like, I know she's, like, imprinted, mm-hmm. but why is she also kind of, like, a super invincible creature? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. she would still be human.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I just think realistically she wouldn't have been able to be, like, slammed into a building right. and still just fine.
0: Right and jump off of the top of the thing and land on her back and still get up and move. Um mm-hmm. I would say I feel like Okay, so I'm going to combine this question how I feel about the mother with a question I have coming up later. Let's we'll just jump into that part too, cuz what I'm going to ask later that I'll ask now is what were some of the themes that you picked up on throughout the film? And I feel like I feel like the theme the number one theme I picked up from this movie while watching was how men treat women and how women are taken advantage of a lot of the time. Um, I feel like the mother represents that in a lot of ways because, and Tess too, because I feel like the mother, she was taken advantage of by her father. She was imprisoned. Her existence was the choice of a sick man, twisted man that kept her in captivity, essentially. Uh, She just wanted to live the life of a mother. She wanted a baby, which... Also that scene where she's starting to breastfeed Justin Long was fucking disgusting. That was so that was gross. Horrifying. That was so gross.
1: It was. I did. That was the only part in the movie where I really like Justin long, Long's character because he looks truly horrified and he's like, absolutely not. And she's like, you have to. And he's like, no, I know. I'm not doing it. And I would probably also not do it. At that point, I would probably just surrender to that. I'd be like, And I love fine. when
0: Tessa's like running past the door and she's like, deuces <laughs> Here. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I feel like this movie as a whole is like a representation of like how men treat women because Justin Long... Even before he gets into that house, he has a reputation of he raped a woman like he he's taken advantage of women and um, he takes advantage of tests to benefit himself. So I feel like that was like the core. And I think where the title barbarian. Oh, we'll get into the title barbarian. That's later. But um, yeah, so I feel like the mother represents mm-hmm. like women's suffrage in a way or like how women have been treated over time because she just wants a peaceful life. She wants to have a baby. You know, she wants to be a mother. She, she doesn't mm-hmm. go uh, about it the right way, but she doesn't know any better. You know, she's never experienced life. She's always been trapped in that dark, cold basement.
1: I agree with you. And I think that that goes hand in hand with it is the theme of women trying to help other people all the time. Notice how Tess wants to go back for all the men in that house. She kind of you can kind of see that she does realize that the mother is not the villain that the man in that house that did that to her was the villain and i'm sure she'll come to further realize that you know with some time in therapy but <laughs> she, this whole time i'm like tess you could have avoided a lot of shit by trying to stop helping other people you need to be yeah. your own person and walk away from this situation he was terrible just leave him leave him to her that could be her baby oh, now yeah. it's not your problem yeah
0: and i i like that it was tess that put the mother out of her misery the mother couldn't live Anymore, like that was no life, and uh, Tess knew that, and Tess had sympathy. Like yeah. when Tess shot her, it wasn't out of revenge or malice; it was uh, you could tell it was like putting a dog down that was sick or rabid. You know, it's like it needs to be put down; it's out mm-hmm. of its misery.
1: Yeah, it was a mercy kill.
0: Did you pick up on any other themes while watching the movie?
1: Honestly, it was truly just you can't trust anyone. Like that guy was just mm-hmm. the guy who ultimately kidnapped that first woman. He just seemed like to be a normal guy in the neighborhood. He was a he seemed like a normal sink repair man and he turned into a vicious killer. He had people in that basement the whole his whole life there and people just didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't trust anyone anyway, so I don't think I'd get into that situation, but just saying.
0: Yeah, and like this movie also makes you like scared of white men, straight men. i've seen too many things lately where it makes me scared of men yeah like this movie the jeffrey dahmer story (laughs) i'm scared of all men yeah i
1: have i've told drew my whole like since our relationship started i was like women are inherently scared of men i think i'm inherently scared of everything Everyone I meet on the streets because I just don't trust anyone. And maybe that's my history of watching horror films and murder documentaries and all the murder podcasts I listen to. But maybe I'm safer that way. Not yeah. trusting anybody until they give me a reason to.
0: Yeah, you know what, girl? Be scared of everybody. Don't trust anybody. <laughs> People out here are crazy. Yeah. You know, living in Chicago for as many years mm-hmm. as I did, I literally don't trust nobody.
1: Oh yeah. Well, my dad grew up in Chicago and he was very paranoid. Like our front do- front and back doors were locked at all times. Like, mm-hmm. We we learned from a young age how to like stay safe. So I think that oh, probably yeah. also plays into it.
0: Yeah, and like it's funny too is like I live in Austin now, so it's definitely a safer city, but I still have that Chicago brain a lot of the time like if I see somebody like suspiciously near my car or like suspiciously just like walking by Am I? they're not really being suspicious but my brain everybody's suspicious Mm -hmm. (laughs) like why are you near my car i've had my catalytic converter stolen like why are you Mm -hmm. walking past my building this late at night you know so i always have like everything is locked at night i lock my own bedroom door i have a weapon under my bed (laughs) not a gun but i have like i'm not gonna tell you what i have but it's something to knock you out with (laughs) (laughs) if you try to break in
1: oh i get it Yeah, I know. I think it's because of where we were raised and then also where you ended or like it's it's all from Chicago because my parents bred it into me that we have to stay safe. You learned it up in Chicago. But like I have friends or even my husband's family, they just leave their cars unlocked like they don't Mm -hmm. their doors aren't always locked. I'm like, absolutely not. My stuff is always locked. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be unlocked. I'm trying to stay safe out here. And But they're all from these small towns. We're like, nothing ever happens. I'm like, that's exactly where something's going to happen. Oh, right. If nothing's ever happened there before, your chances are increasing yearly.
0: So moral of the story is Amanda and I, we don't trust y'all. Everybody listening, we do not trust you. So don't even think about messing with yep. us. Plus, we're both Capricorns.
1: Fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll take you down.
0: Right. Do you feel like you identify, I, this was on my previous episode too, but do you feel like you identify with the Capricorn Uh, description
1: i think i do i think you and i both fit it but we're also both very different people so i'm not sure how we both fit it it's probably because everything is so generic that if you know what you are you can convince yourself you're anything
0: see i feel like i don't fit the description there's some things but like you said it's very broad Mm -hmm. but then it's like well it depends on your your moon rising and stuff so apparently i'm a capricorn virgo virgo so i'm very like emotional Mm -hmm. i guess what are your other do you know your other signs like your moon rising and all that I
1: don't remember what they are but Drew and I looked into it one time and when he was reading it to me I was like I feel personally attacked right now but I don't remember uh. what they were so clearly it didn't stick with me
0: So uh, after everything we talked about with the themes what do you think the title barbarian references
1: I think I think I'm pretty sure it was referring to the man who locked the women in his house and I think it's just like Mm -hmm. that deep down dark part that is capable of lurking in anybody
0: I agree I feel like this that title represents that man but also I think it represents the men in this film like men are can be men are still barbarians men still treat women terribly in a lot of ways I think it's just Mm -hmm. encompassing the barbaric side of men but especially the man in the basement for sure because he is like the lead Barbarian that created this whole story. Oh, hmm
1: I feel like he got off far too easy being able to shoot himself. Yeah.
0: I thought so too. But that's also like men get away with stuff easy. They can always, a lot no, of the time true. there's been a lot. Yeah, men always get out of it. Not always, but a lot of the time. I'm we're not talking like we hate and men we as me being male. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> me being married to one. And, but those police officers though. They were truly terrible. Like this woman is visibly broken from what has happened to her and they're just like, mm, "Are you sure it was this house? I really don't think anything's going on." "Oh, you you don't have a key to this house?" "Oh, sorry, we got to go. There's other things we need to be doing."
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. just
1: left her where she started.
0: The police sucked, but that's also like police do usually suck in general, so I think that's what they're mm-hmm. trying to show with the police. Um and I also thought it was creepy yeah. too. We didn't really talk about like the neighborhood that this house, the Airbnb house, is set in. Um I thought it was eerie like how at night you can't really see the houses. She just like is groggy trying to get into the Airbnb at night. But then once the sun comes up all mm-hmm. the other houses are destroyed around them. And then the police or uh the homeless man that tried to save her, that was also like her being like, oh this freaky man's trying to come for me, whatever, but he literally I felt bad for him too, the homeless man. Like he was just trying to help people not go into that house. He was trying to mm-hmm. get her out, and then mom or mother, oh uh, yeah, fucks him up and kills him. So. I
1: know that poor man. He did nothing wrong. He's just like I'm gonna help you guys out. She can't get in here. Immediately killed.
0: <laughs> He's like the one good man in this. So movie. I guess
1: you can't be too confident.
0: Yeah, you can't be. Too That's
1: confident. true. The one living on the streets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, do you feel like this movie was a well-made horror film?
1: Yeah, I don't really jump usually, but when she came out and killed Bill Skarsgård's character, my jaw literally dropped, and I just sat there in my seat staring at the screen. Like, well, this now has my full attention. Because at first I was thinking, well, what am I going to say about this at the podcast? At that point, I was just like, all right, we're hooked. Where are we going with this?
0: Yeah, that was the hook. That was the switch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I did think that there would be like more with that bed and camera. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, why is that light still going? Why is that light still work even if it's not been in use for years?
0: I thought so, too. I thought um, there was going to be more to that. And I thought there was going to be more to the father of the mother. I thought, like, they would have – I thought he was going to play a bigger role than – he played a big role, but I thought we would get more information on him. And same with that room. It kind of gave me, like, the movie X vibes that came out earlier this year, like the porno horror film. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was going to be similar to that, but then it I felt like that idea, I feel like if there was a director's cut or if we see deleted scenes, there's going to be more about that room, but it kind of felt like an abandoned storyline by the end of the film.
1: It seemed a little bit almost like Saw, like when you saw it in the Mm -hmm. uh, preview, it looked like, you know, this is like, they're going to. So she's going to be stuck in there. They're going to be filming her. They're going to try and see if she can figure out a way out type deal. But then they never really covered it. And I didn't really understand why that light worked. If it's been on for 20 years.
0: Right. I know. Well, Amanda, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate this movie?
1: I would give it an eight. I think it was really good. I just don't think that they understand how generations work. So I don't think that a monster would have completely formed in the time that that man could have been, you know, sleeping with his children. Um, but overall, it was a very well done film. I was very surprised. I And I thank you for making me watch it because I don't think I would have seen it, much less seen it in theaters if you hadn't told me to see it.
0: I love how you're just like, thank you for making me watch it. Girl, I didn't force you.
1: Yeah, thank you for forcing this shit upon me. <laughs> no, I had a great uh, little date night with myself.
0: Good. I'm glad. I figured it was me like and this it. old couple. Aw, mm-hmm. did you guys share popcorn?
1: No, they sat like three rows ahead of me to the left. And I don't even think they knew I was there. I think they walked in because they- I heard the man go, "Wow, we have the theater to ourselves." And I was thinking, please <laughs> don't start Bitch. doing anything. Like, you do Excuse not have me? this theater to yourself. Yeah. I
0: exist too. Um, I would say for me, I would rate. I would actually give this like a nine out of ten. I thought this was like a phenomenal horror film. Very different um Mm -hmm. played with genre played with story elements themes characters um i love horror movies that have an underlying theme to it not just slash and dash you know like it's uh Mm -hmm. it scared me made me jump but it wasn't like a jumpy like the jump scenes weren't like cheap like when you jumped it was you know it had a purpose it wasn't just jump scares throughout the entire movie so yeah i'd say nine out of ten i was really surprised
1: i really like movies where humans are the monsters because Mm -hmm. i think that's really fitting and that really says something about the world i guess that would be one of the reoccurring themes too humans are monsters they're capable of being the demons we're all afraid of
0: they're the boogeyman essentially too well amanda moving past barbarian are there any movie tv recommendations you'd like to suggest for our audience to check out or it's a new uh or has there been a new album you've listened to a new book you've read give me the deets
1: Hmm. i forgot this was going to be a question Uh, (laughs) i've really been enjoying the new panic at the disco album while he did switch genres once again which i don't know why fans continue to be surprised when he does that because he's gonna do it every single time uh, I thought it was really well done. It reminded me of like 80s music that my mom used to blast all the time. So I'm enjoying that album and I get to go see them in concert in 12 days. So I'm very excited about that. It was canceled due to COVID, their first go around. And I was like, if I spent all that money on these tickets and it doesn't happen, this was the only thing that got me through this horrible summer alive. I better get <laughs> to see them. And luckily, they just canceled on Canada. So sorry, Canada, but I get to see them in Chicago in a couple weeks. weeks.
0: Yeah. Are they coming back to Austin?
1: Uh, not this go-around, I don't think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was extra sad I couldn't come see you in Austin oh, for it okay. when it got canceled here. I was like, no. That's
0: okay. Well, I, I'm here now, so you can come whenever. I would say my suggestion this week, it's not scary movie-related, Halloween-related. It's an old film um, that I studied in college, part of my French noir class. Or was it just... I think it was just French films. Um it's from the 60s it's one of the best musicals i've ever seen it's called the umbrellas of i always butcher this name sherbog it's a french word but i rewatched it recently and it's just a beautiful movie if you want like just a good deep like beautifully scored old film like it's probably one of the best films i've ever seen so if you just suggesting that i've watched like several new shows like the watcher and stuff but we're going to talk about that on here at some point. So I'm like, well, we're not going to talk about this old musical on my podcast. So maybe check it out. I think it's on HBO Max. And if not, you can find it somewhere else. So check that out. If you want like old school filmmaking. Um, Well, Amanda, any fun Halloween? Any fun Halloween plans this year?
1: Uh, I don't have anything yet. I know that everyone at my work wants to dress up. So I probably need to figure out a costume soon. One of the purest men I've ever met, who is this very pale ginger man, is going to dress in full goth. So I'm very excited to see that. Uh, And potentially we're going to do a little like get-together at Drew's Brothers Bog. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Well, Amanda, thank you so much for coming back on. I love you so much. We already planned a recording session in February (laughs) at the latest.
1: (laughs) Because I invited myself (laughs) on.
0: (laughs) Uh, We won't announce that episode yet, but we know what we're going to talk about. So, Amanda, I will see you soon in person. I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, everybody, I'll see you next week um, with a new scary, spooky story, movie, TV show. I don't know what it is yet, but we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Be real every Thursday Wherever podcasts can be found
1: If you dare